I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. So, what is positive psychology? Positive psychology is the scientific study of what makes life most worth living. Isn't that an amazing definition of something that is truly worth considering? So, positive psychology focuses on positive experiences, positive states and traits, and positive institutions. And very weirdly, positive psychology allows us to think of something called mental fitness. And it's a term that is slowly catching on. And in today's episode of Smarter with Sid, I'm going to look at mental fitness and what it is and what can we do about it. And is there any point in working out on your mental fitness as much as your physical fitness? Let's go. So here's the context for this particular episode. I was talking with my student, rather ex-student, Raghav, who's now doing something really interesting and I'll talk about what he's doing. But he started this conversation with me about uh, mental fitness and he said that a lot of times people look at therapy or psychology or, you know, in a very sort of, okay, I'm having a problem, I'm having a weakness, I'm having a challenge and therefore I need to talk to a therapist or do something about my mental health. So it's always looked upon as something that you have to recover or in a, you know, kind of a negative light. Now, of course, all of that is very useful, but he was saying that there are very few people and very few things that are looking towards actually making people move from, let's say, not minus one to zero in his words, but from zero to one, which means looking at things positively. Is there something that we can do? And uh, he was studying this subject and that was positive psychology. Now, this led him to look into the whole aspect of mental fitness. And strangely enough, I have been looking into mental fitness as well, but in my own homegrown way, not perhaps in the scientific rigor that he has done. And uh, that is what I wanted to speak to you about. Now, if you look at what mental fitness is, the ability for you to be strong towards your goals and also unlock potential that is there in your mind. Raghav calls it resilience and flourish or flourishing or whatever you want to call it. But the whole aspect is that these two functions of your brain require constant workouts. But we don't really do constant workouts for our brain, do we? We think that, ah, this is something that we should be doing to prevent Alzheimer's when we are old. So we should be playing Sudoku or something. But how about when we are in the prime of life or when we are beginning our careers or in mid-career or something? Nowadays, physical fitness, you know, has reached a lot of awareness and that's fantastic. Fantastic. So we know exactly how many calories we are consuming or how many squats we're doing, or how many bench presses are we capable of and the rest of it. Fact is, we don't look at mental fitness. I think one of the biggest problems about not looking into defining what mental fitness is at the root cause of why we don't look at mental fitness and we don't take it very seriously. We take it for granted. We take our brain for granted. Okay, my brain, therefore, is looking at the world. It's looking at my body. Oh, so my body needs to work out. Oh, I need to do things in the physical world. But are we doing something to actually improve the ability of our brain to perform to its full potential? Now, that is the context. That's the context in which I started thinking about mental fitness. Now, I have always been doing an organic kind of mental fitness. So one of the things that I have discovered and kind of become stronger and stronger uh, in is the whole area of neuroplasticity, which means that what I'm trying to do is always try and learn new things in new ways, right? So one of the things I'm doing and I've made a podcast episode about is 
just learning a new language because it just opens up new neural circuits in your brain and does a lot of magical things. Second is I've also understood that physical exercise also allows you to, uh, you know, um, become more resilient in the way in which we look at our tasks and our focus and, and the rest of it. I've also understood that mental fitness has got a lot to do with meditation and the Wim Hof way of meditation is something that I choose to do. I've looked at various other hacks and ways in which you can look at basically mental fitness in a lot of the episodes that I've put up on this podcast. Of course, I did not term them as mental fitness and that is where I must thank Raghav because Raghav is actually involved in something like this and he's developed an app called Whistle which I must say you can try out, you can check out. Whistle is an app which allows you to, you know, actually be part of this whole mental fitness journey in a very different way, in a very organized way, in a very methodical way. And just like maybe physical fitness requires a trainer, either a digital trainer or a physical trainer, maybe mental fitness does require you to also have some kind of training equipment, some kind of trainer and some kind of routine. Yes, you can hack it in an organic way like I have been doing. But of course, you know, why make it tough for yourself? So maybe just look at the Whistle app. I haven't really come across too many apps around this. So it is beginning to sound like a commercial, but well done Raghavan team. Mental fitness, or I must say, is something that we have to look at from a very different lens. In the last episode that I made, it was all about, you know, uh, the quiet quitting thing that is taking center stage nowadays and people are saying hey I don't want to work so many hours and I want to make sure that my life has work-life balance and stuff like that but one of the aspects that we do miss out on when we are trying to put in balance is to actually make ourselves mentally fitter like we do for physical fitness like we do for you know uh, our relationships mental fitness is actually going to have a positive side-on impact or rather positive straight on impact on all the other aspects like relationships, like learning new things or like cultivating a hobby or just enjoying life, just enjoying life, right? All stemming from the positive psychology term that we spoke about just at the beginning. So my feeling is that if we have the ability to quietly quit and if we quietly start as we'd spoken last time, maybe we can start off on our journey, our very methodical and structured journey towards mental fitness. I think it could help us reach our potential and also, you know, be strong in front of challenges. I would love to kind of talk about my routine towards mental fitness uh, at one point in time. But very quickly, what I'm tending to do nowadays is I'm tending to focus on sleep. I'm tending to focus on dream journaling. I'm tending to focus on uh, meditation, especially the Wim Hof, plus a little bit of meditation towards the end. I was trying to do transcendental meditation, uh, which I continue to do but not as often as I want to in the afternoon. I also try to learn something new, whether it's a language or something else, but I'm sure that I can approach it in a more structured and organized manner. How about you? What do you guys do from your mental fitness? Are there any hacks that I'm obviously missing out on? Or is there something that you would like to add to your list? Let me know. And hey, 
If you like learning, I've got nextlevellearning.com, thenextlevellearning.com, wherein I'm putting up a variety of courses, starting with two, of course, uh, which is in, um, you know, content and uh, branding, but many more to come from, from where these two came from, and many more episodes of this podcast to come from where this one came from. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe to it. Please make sure that also connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram if you like what I stand for. I'm the traveling professor and... Hey, if you like podcasts like these, do connect and figure out all the stuff that IVM's got out for you. Ciao then. 